Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Venite on page 9. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 50, on page four, um, 401. The Lord, even the most mighty God, hath spoken and called the world from the rising up of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion hath God appeared in perfect beauty. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. There shall go before him a consuming fire, and a mighty tempest shall be stirred up round about him. He shall call the heaven from above, and the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me with sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. I myself will testify against thee, O Israel, for I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee because of thy sacrifices. As for thy burnt offerings, they are alway before me. I will take no bullock out of thine house, nor he-goats out of thy folds. For all the beasts of the forest are mine, and so are the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls upon the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are in my sight. If I be hungry, I will not tell thee, for the whole world is mine, and all that is therein. Thinkest thou that I will eat bull's flesh and drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most Highest. And call upon me in the time of trouble, so will I hear thee, and thou shalt praise me. But unto the ungodly saith God, Why dost thou preach my laws, and takest my covenant in my mouth? Whereas thou hatest to be reformed, 
and can and hast cast my words behind thee. When thou sawest a thief, thou contentest unto him, and hast been partaker with the adulterers. Thou hast let thy mouth speak wickedness, and with thy tongue thou hast set forth deceit. Thou sattest and spakest against my brother, yea, and hast slandered thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and I held my tongue, and thou thoughtest wickedly that I am even such a one as thyself. But I will reprove thee, and set before thee the things that thou hast done. O consider this, ye that forget God, lest I pluck you away, and there be none to deliver you. Whoso offereth me thanks and praise, he honoreth me, and to him that ordereth his way aright, will I show the salvation of God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 58th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness, and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls, and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure, and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate, and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day, to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush, and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your soul in drought, and strengthen your bones. You shall be 
like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, no speaking your own words. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedict says, page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men, to be seen by them. Otherwise you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. 
and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to be men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus, page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. 
and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who for our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence that our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness. To thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday to you. The lessons, really, we have to start at Psalm 50. That kind of sets a tone for us today. Uh, psalm 50 is in the third book of the Psalms, um, and it's a, a psalm that's attributed to Asaph. Um, Asaph and, and the, these and these psalms that are attributed to him or to those like him are really Levitical psalms, which means they go back to, they sort of go to a priestly line that runs back to the time of King David. Um, and so it's meant to kind of situate that um, as the kind of priestly counterpart to uh, to the Davidic kind of psalms. Um, so they belong sort of, they, they converse with each other. And so, um, but they concern really the worship of God. They concern the, the sort of the temple worship of God and the covenant worship of God a lot of the time. And in Psalm 50 today, we have a psalm of what, what's called covenant renewal, um, which is a psalm that um, is meant to call people back to a, a sort of a renewed participation in the, the proper devotion and worship under the terms of co the covenant. And really, that's just a long way of saying it's a call back to a renewal in faith, a renewal of faithfulness uh, to, the to the true God under the terms of the covenant, and has the benefit of correcting a couple of errors that can attend the kind of worship to which they were called. We'll all recall that um, the worship of the covenant involved a, a lot of sacrifice um, of various sorts. And one of the errors that is um, prone to these sort of objective sacrifices that are offered at fixed times and at fixed, you know, fixed ways throughout the year, throughout the day, um, is that they become perfunctory. They become something that is offered regardless of the um, sort of the interior disposition of the person offering it or of the people writ large that are offering it as a nation. And over time, this has the this has the um, sort of the malforming effect of, of leading people far away in their devotion, while at the same time they are going through the outward motion 
And this can give them the sense of having done the right thing without having actually done the right thing. The Asaph, you know, who's, who's communicating the words of God himself here in this kind of prophetic psalm um, is revealing, as all good prophecy in the Old Testament does, reveals the true heart of the matter or the true heart of the moment. Um, and so what uh, what he's revealing is that this this lapse in worship has a real ethical dimension to it as well, um, that in lapsing from this sort of integrity of both outward action and inward um, inward disposition or inward devotion um, of the heart. Um, this has an ethical um, consequence to it that people um, having wandered in their heart far from God have also will, will also and, and do also wander far in their heart from one another. And so um, this has resulted in a lot of um, you know, sin, overly sinful behavior of consenting to theft, to adultery, to slander, to gossip uh, and to hatred among brothers. Um, and so, um, which is, which, you know, is always meant to invoke for us the image of Cain and Abel, the, and it's, and it's an image of kind of a murder uh, in the heart. And so uh, this problem needs to be, is, is a problem of reintegration that needs to be brought back together. And so by the end of the psalm, it's a call back to remember that God does not need these sacrifices such that he will be satisfied with mere outward shows that provide him what he quote unquote needs. The reason he goes through the pains of saying like, you know, do you think that I'm hungry or thirsty that I need these things in order to keep living? Uh, I don't. Um, everything in the world is mine and you are only giving me of what is already my own and what I am free to take at any time. I am not like the other sort of false deities of Canaan. I'm not someone that needs your service in a strict sense. Um, I want your service, and in fact, I command your service. Um, but at the, but that that means that you know we can't just kind of strike a compromise here, where you give me some of the things that I really need to survive, and then I can kind of turn a blind eye to this other stuff. I want all of you, not some of you, and that's the, the kind of concluding mark here. And that's borne out in the uh, call to repentance that we see in Isaiah 58, which is the third time this week that we have meditated on this. Uh, we had it on, on Ash. We had it on, on Ash Wednesday at morning prayer. We had it um, on, at Mass yesterday, and now we have it again for morning prayer today. And it's it really is a the the biblical backdrop to proper fasting, which picks up on Asaph's Psalm, which is you know out the integrity of the outward and the inward. Um, don't fast in such a way that your heart is still far from God, that the center of who you are is untouched by the thing that is being done. The, the the chapter of Isaiah, this poem is uh, bookended on either end by sort of uh, the, the, the talk of fasting at the beginning and what proper fasting and proper properly going hungry as the sign of repentance is. And then it's bookended at the very end with this I, this image of being filled, that when we empty ourselves in a way that that, it, that cultivates humility and obedience to God, then we will be filled with what he calls the legacy or the inheritance of Jacob with that which truly satisfies all of the blessings of the covenant will become uh, will become ours when we fast in this way that actually um, brings us into step with the will of God and teaches us obedience and teaches us humility and the fear of the Lord. And that's on display um, in our mass lesson today, as we the, the mass lesson for the first Sunday of Lent. The gospel lesson is the uh, temptation narrative, where Jesus will um, perfectly embody that purity of heart 
uh, to which all of humanity and especially Israel under the covenant is called. And so he'll do the thing that is being exhorted in 58. And he being this one who is constantly and unbrokenly faithful to his father and, and fulfills the whole covenant um, becomes the inheritor of all of the gifts of that, which then he then bestows um, to those who, who follow him and who, who come to partake of his life. So in Matthew 6 today, what we'll close on is Jesus's exhortation not to trade um, for a hypocritical, again, that kind of disintegrated uh, way of fasting. Don't trade disintegration for the purity of heart, the unity of heart to which we are called. Uh, don't trade the, the, this, this divided life for an undivided life. And so when you pray or when you fast, um, don't, uh, don't permit even in the tiniest amount the, the fragmentation of who you are so that you present an outward face and inwardly um, are unmoved. Um, strive to, you know, strive to and pray for that integrity of life. And that's really what we're all doing in the Lenten season is kind of um, sitting before God with the pieces of who we are and asking him to put them back together and to make us a new heart, which is a single heart, an undivided heart again. A few thoughts for today. Let us pray. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Happy Sunday to you all.
Hope you have a great day today and happy Lent. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody.